All right, the importance of patience. That's one of the things we're going to look at as well, the importance of patience. All right, so let's go to the next slide. Um, is Jonathan okay? Yeah. Okay, what's the next slide? <laughs> All right, understanding for today. What is temptation and trials? This is what we're going to go through. What is temptation and trials? We're going to ask James, why patience? What are the results of having patience? And where do I put my burdens? Yes, sir. If, I, if I have all of these temptations and trials, where do I put my burdens? And, and what are the results of me having patience? And so those are the things we're going to go through today because sometimes people can look at us, have patience, wait, and we don't even understand. You know, no one's explaining the scripture. What should I do? Where should I take my burdens? And, and sometimes we just don't know. And until we get in depth, and to understand our temptations and trials, then we'll have a better view on what to do. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's go to the next slide. All right. Temptation. Temptation. See, I brought that up so we can understand. Temptation. What you don't want to do. Temptation is something you don't really want to do. Amen? Temptation is something that's that's there inside of you and, 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 and it's tempting you. Why? Because the desire, the flesh of the desire is there, right? The desire is there. See, Satan knows all of our weaknesses. Yeah. Let's not let's not fool try to fool Satan like he does not know. Alright? Whether whether it's women, money, cars, fame, fortune, pride, whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever you want to be lifted up. Satan knows it, and he will try to tip you into doing that, into being lifted up, into being praised, in, in, into uh, fornication, into adultery, into those things because he knows your weakness. So, but the thing is, deep down inside, look, man, I really don't want to do this. But the temptation says, come on, it's going to be all right. Come on, just, you know, they won't find out. Come on, they won't find out it's going to be all right. You can get it done. You're you in a high position. You're in a high place. Nobody will, uh, they're going to just brush it to the side. Amen. I've, I've heard of men, um, uh, if you've heard of a lot of the, the political men that's in high standings that are, are political, and one of the things that you always find out later that they was cheating and committing adultery or doing something on the side. And, 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 and the temptation of being uh, well-known and, 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 and having power. They, one man said, man, it's because of the power I had. It was because of, the, he, he admitted it, it was because of the power I had. I felt like, you know, it, it, would just, it just pulled me in. Because I thought, man, nobody, if they found out, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a high standing man, amen? And so the act of tempting excitement, allurement, amen? So I don't know why, every time I think of temptation, I, I see the belly dancer just trying to look, amen? I don't know what that is. <laughs> We're from the, from the TV, you know, you always see the belly dancers, they moving around trying to do the belly dance and everything. <laughs> oh, man, temptation, allurement, right? Hey. If it's not the belly dancers, it's what women are putting on and wearing today, right? Tight, boot cut jeans and, amen, a tight, tight shirt, all right? And so, it's okay to dress, but man, the, the Bible says dress, dress decent and modesty, right? 
Amen. It's not saying that you have to have a robe on from head to toe, but at least be decent. Amen? Amen. All right. Something that tempts, entices, and lures uh, the fact of state being tempted, especially to do evil. All right. So something is out there. The works, the Bible says that Satan is the God of this world. And so he's trying to allure and tempt us to do his bidding, to do his will every day of our life. All right. He wants us to do it. And, and guess what? In society, society today, they're giving you a high five yes. for doing it. And they're praising you and saying, you know what? That's all right. We accept you. Yes. And it's really Satan tempting you into doing something you really don't want to do. And we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, so, how many know the enemy wants to see us all fail? Does he want to see you succeed? Does he... Has he came and sat down and said, I really want you to make it in life. I really, I really, really, really want you to be, be good and famous and have lots of money and, and I, I want to bless you. All right? Satan doesn't want that for you. He, he, may, he may paint the picture like that, right? But deep down inside, he wants you to fail. And the reason why he wants you to fail because he knows there's something greater in you that he can't touch that he can't handle. He wants us to break under the burden of temptation and trials. But this failure is not what you think it is. It's not just to weigh us down with burdens and failures, but it's to discourage us and get us off focus on the one we need to be focusing on. Yes, sir. The burdens and the temptations and the trials is for us to get off focus on what we need to be looking at. It's not just to fail. But it's also to give us our focus on the one that can help us make it through. Let's go to the next slide. What is a trial? All right. What is a trial? Uh, a temptation is almost like it's within a trial. All right. So the act of trying, testing, or putting to the proof. Right. And sometimes we we ask God and we say, Lord. You know, why am I going through this trial? Why are these things tempting me? And the thing is, 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 is that God is not tempting us um, for him to understand our faith in him. Because he already knows. He knows everything. The temptation and the trials come so that you know how strong your faith is. Right, right. So that we know how strong we are. All right? with Christ Jesus. Some of us need to be reminded and say, man, sometimes we don't really see God until we go through these trials and tribulations and our test and our faith is tested and we're like, man, God, how much you love me, how much you care for me, whether I'm up, whether I'm down, whether I fall, whether I'm underneath, if I stay my focus in this trial and tribulation, I begin to see how strong and how powerful it is to have faith in Jesus. He even brought me through through my failures when I got too weak and I lost it. But through that, I stayed focused. See, the thing is, if, G if the enemy can keep us all focused yes, sir, yes, sir. and get so guilty and say, no, I can't do this. I can't forget it. I'm done. I can't live right. Man, it hurts. I know brothers right now who are going through that right now that say, look, it's too late for me. He said it's too late for me. And it hurts because the enemy has put so much on him and all these burdens and trials and temptations upon his life. He feels like he's at a place where it's too late. I can't change. 
the trial, the testing. But if we keep the focus, if we keep our mind on you, Satan wants to prove lust and desires of the world is greater than Jesus. Satan wants to prove that the lust and the desires of this world is greater than Jesus. Let's see what James say about this, all right? Let's ask James in the Bible. Now, James, let's, I just want to do a brief uh, explanation of who James is. Now, James, also called James the Just, who is brought to, uh, is thought to be the brother of Jesus Christ, and that's in Matthew 13 and 55, um, how it explains uh, Mary, I don't know the whole scripture, but if you read it, it will say his brother's James, and it mentions a few other brothers. And so, James is, is thought to be the brother of Jesus Christ. James, listen to this, James was not a believer. He wasn't. James, James who wrote James, he was not a believer. In John 7, 3, 5, it tells you that. That he was not even a believer until after the resurrection. So man, his brother was speaking and teaching and going on and doing this and doing that. And he didn't believe until after his brother rose from the grave. And then once he realized it and he saw it, that's in Acts 1 and 4, 1 Corinthians 15 and 7. I'm just giving you a brief uh, history of James. Now I want you to look up these scriptures for yourself. So Acts 1 and 4, he didn't believe until after the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15 and 7. Because I don't want you up there saying, now nah, Pastor just throwing out stuff. He don't know what he's talking about. Look it up. Look it up. Amen. Amen. Galatians 1 and 9, it talks about until after the resurrection, James believed it, alright? And he was not a believer. If you want to look up that he was not a believer, that's in John chapter 7, verse 3 through 5, alright? John chapter 7, verses 3 through 5, alright? He became the head of the Jerusalem church and is mentioned first as a pillar of the church, alright? That's in Galatians 2 and 9, alright? Now that's a little history of James because James is, is going to explain to us that through these trials and temptations, we need to have patience. All right? We need to have patience. So in James chapter 1, let's go to the next slide. James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Let's read that together. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. James, I don't understand how can I count it all joy when I'm in constant battle with myself? How can it count it all joy when I'm constantly being tempted by the enemy to lure me into things that he knows that I'm weak about? How can I rejoice in that? How can I count it all joy when I'm going through my trial and tribulation and it feels like everything around me is falling apart? How can I count it all joy, James? And it says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, all of this temptation is going against your faith. All of this temptation is going against what you believe. All the trials and tribulations that you face is going against what Jesus is about. But he says this faith that you're going to hold on to is going to work in patience. 
It's going to work patience. And it's and the question that I have for James, let's go to the next slide. Patience? You're saying patience? God, I need a solution. Or willingness to suppress 
Um, restlessness, that means that anything that the trial and temptation you're going through, patience says you're suppressing that. All right? Restlessness, that means there's something that wants to rise up in you, but you're saying, ah, oh, man, I need patience. I, need, I can't allow that to rise up in me. I'm going to have patience. Um, and so uh, um, um, you're confronted with delay. How long do I got to wait, God? How long do I got to wait, Jesus? Steady perseverance. Patience is saying I got a steady perseverance. And that's the main goal that I'm going to focus on. A steady perseverance, all right, through my trials and through my tribulations, okay? And so, why is working patience and per perseverance so important? Let's go to the next slide. Do I have that? Yeah, right there. Boy, you on it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Why is working patience and perseverance so important? Because if you don't hold on to your patience and perseverance, we will break under the burden. What does the breaking under the burden looks like? It looks like what we just talked about. Your irritation, your annoyance, your, your complaining, you lost the temper. Amen? It will draw you into drugs. It could draw you into alcohol. It could draw you into whatever you can find release at. It will break you under the burden. If you don't have patience and perseverance, it will break you. You find yourself snapping off at your husband, snapping off at your wife. Amen? Snapping off at some of the church members while you're in the kitchen. Snapping off... Snapping off. Amen. Wherever you just find yourself snapping off. Why? Because the patience and perseverance, if you don't hold on to that, you're going to break under the burden. Whether it is, whether it's the youth department, whether it's the deacon's uh, meeting, whether it's the, uh, uh, the pastor's meeting. Man, there's some pastors, they bring guns to the meetings. It's true. They bring guns to the meetings. Just in case that patience and perseverance breaks down. <laughs> they need to lift that patience and perseverance up so they don't have to bring a knot to the meeting. Amen? <laughs> Under the burden, because of the burden, because of the trials, because of the temptation, because of what so-and-so said, because of what they said about you, and guess what? It afflicts your pride, so that's tempting you to snap off. Amen? Satan wants you to think that you must follow sin to be fulfilled to find peace and joy so you can feel comfortable in it. He wants you to feel comfortable in finding a solution in something else. He doesn't want you to find a solution in being patient and have perseverance and waiting on God. No. He wants you to find a solution at snapping off and getting upset and doing something else to find a relief or find a, a, another fulfilled peace so you can feel comfortable in it. So now you feel comfortable in it because you just let it release and you just let it happen. All right? Satan wants you to think that you must follow sin to be fulfilled. And so homosexuals want to feel free from the burden. Do you know a lot of them don't want to be the way they are? They hate it. They don't like it. But the burden is so on them, they don't know how. They don't know how to release it. And the enemy is saying, look, this is the solution. Just be free and let it go. And so the burden is on them so much until they finally just fall underneath it and say, this is who I am. They accept it. 
They accept the handouts, the crumbs that Satan has given them. Kids were willing to kill and stab 21 people because of the burden of temptation and trials. Kids are shooting up schools. Why? Because of the burdens of temptations and trials. Uh, men and women are forced into depression. Why? Because of burdens of temptations and trials. Children are beaten. Homes are broken. Under what? Because of the burden of temptations and trials. Because nobody has and nobody is looking at what is God is saying. Is saying have patience and perseverance through it. So you don't break under the burden. Let's go to the next slide. James 1 and 4 says, but let patience. Here comes James again. Talking about patience. Come on, James. It says, but let patience. Have her perfect work. It's something how, how I was referring to patience as a lady, isn't it? Wow. Look at all burned up, huh? She patience is precious like a lady, amen. Gotta treat her right. Alright? That's that's how James is talking. He's, we gotta treat patience, man, like delicately. It's beautiful. And it, we can't, we can't, it, it, it's nothing that we can just, we just throw to the side, man. This is, this is patience. We got to, you know, we, we, we throw this patience around like it's nothing, but we really need to take a sense and really look at it and say, man, I really need to respect patience. Yeah. I need to open up the door for patience yeah. before I walk in. Huh? I need to open the car door for patience. Yes, sir. I'm not honking my horn when I'm picking up my girl, girlfriend. I'm, I'm knocking on the door. All right? I got, I got in trouble for that. Yeah. I was being impatient. Come to the door, pick up Sherelle. Beep, 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 beep. Her daddy said, tell that boy to come here and get you. Don't be honking at you. That's right. Amen. Patience. seems too hard to bear. 
What, what is working while I'm trying to be patient? What is this thing working? It's not just patience by itself. But James knows something. He knows something. Something he figured out after Jesus was resurrected. Something happened to him because at first he was an unbeliever while Jesus was walking. But after the resurrection, after he seen his brother rise from the grave, something happened to James. And now he's at a place he's saying, man, I know something now. He has given these burdens over to a professional so he can be patient. What James realized is that if Jesus can handle all of these burdens, if Jesus can handle the trials and temptations of this world upon his life, if Jesus went through what he went through and he was nailed to a cross and nails in his hands and nails in his feet, crown of thorns on his head, the trials and tribulations and, and, and all the burden was on Jesus, all the burdens of sin was on Jesus. If he's able to rise from that, he must be a professional on how to handle burdens of trials and temptations. He must be a professional. Have you ever heard the saying, the term, you should seek a professional? Huh? Something going on with your mind, something going on with you, something? You need to seek a professional help. Huh? You need to seek professional help. What I'm trying to tell you today is, what people don't understand and realize is that Jesus is a professional. He is the one that handled burdens and temptation and trials. He did do it. He was tempted before by the devil. Tempted to have money and fame and fortune. And he denied it all. He is a professional on how to deny Satan. He is a professional on how to overcome trials. He is a professional on how to overcome when the people thought you were down in the grave. Couldn't get up no more. He is a professional to show you how to get up. And rise again. He's a professional. Jesus is a professional in handling the burdens of trials and tribulations. Let's go to the next scripture. Go to the next slide. In John chapter 16 and verse uh, 33, it says, These things I have spoken to you. They in me. You see that capital M? Right, right. See, Jesus ain't playing around. I, I don't give no lowercase M. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I'm the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulations, but be of good cheer. Rejoice. I have overcome the world. He is the professional. He is showing us, man, oh, I did this before. I've been through this before. I've studied before. I've been in books before. God, I've been, I've been through it all. I've showed you that I can make it. I've showed you that you can overcome. So come on, rely on me. Get inside me. And all the tribulations that you face, all the temptation that has drawn you into this world, be of good cheer. What does that say? What's the last word? I Let's say it again. I have overcome the world. Say it like you mean it. I have overcome the world. Be a good cheer. Why should we rejoice through our trials and tribulations? Why is James saying have patience when you're in Christ Jesus? Why? Because you're, you're putting your trust and your faith in a professional that says, I have overcome the world. That's 
That's why he can say, be patient. Because you're in a man that has a... And, and Matthew, let's go to Matthew chapter 11 and 28. It says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In Psalms 55 and 22, it says, cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. What God is telling us, he's saying prayer works. It says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The only way that you're, we, we're too busy complaining to sister over here and brother over there. Why don't you take these burdens and, and to the Jesus and say, God, get me through this. God, help me. I'm giving it all to you. I don't want to carry this stuff no more. It's weighing me down. It's making me lose focus. Jesus says, come on. I will give you rest. I will take all your burdens. I will take them off your shoulders and put them on my shoulders because I'm a professional. I did this thing before. Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. While you're sitting there and while you're standing there, God is saying, if you cast them upon me, I will sustain you. I will keep you. I will not allow the burdens and the trials to knock you down. I will not allow them to move you. I will not allow them to bring you down. So you're saying to yourself, okay, James, I understand that I need to have patience because when I have patience in the Lord, I'm laying my burdens upon him and he's going to give me rest. I, I understand now if I'm patient in the Lord and I'm going to trust him in my professional that he's going to, that if I cast my burdens and, and, my, and my, my trials upon him, he shall never suffer me to be moved. I understand this now. But James, it still hurts. I, I, I'm going to have patience. But, but what, what's the result? What's going to happen? What's going to happen while I'm doing this patience, while I'm just going to trust God? This is my last words today. Go to the next slide. Isaiah 30 and 31. Let's read this together. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Jesus! So, James, you lead, you led me to patience. Patience led me to what Isaiah said. Now, Isaiah, he said this thing, and Jesus wasn't even on the scene yet. He foresaw this. He, he, he foresaw Jesus coming. He knew that he was coming. And he knew that if you wait on the Lord, he shall renew your strength. Because he is a professional. So when you wait on him and you sit there and you wait on God and say, God, I'm going to trust you through this. God, I'm going to stay focused on you. God, I'm not going to be weary and well-doing. God, I'm not going to let you go. God, I'm, not, I'm just going to stay focused. I know that you're going to renew my strength. So while I'm being patient, your strength is being renewed. While you're waiting, through your trial and temptation, and through your tribulations, your strength is being renewed. While it feels like you can't go on anymore, when it feels like you can't make it over the mountaintop, when it feels like you just can't see nothing else no more, while you're waiting, your strength is being it's being regenerated. See, 
trial and tribulation, all right? But then like, when, when you're in a trial and when you're in a tribulation and when you're burdened, can I paint a picture here? When you're in a trial and tribulation, the burden is on your shoulder. And the focus is to lose focus on God and to lose focus on who you are. But the thing is, when you cast your cares upon a professional, it's something that you don't have to worry about no more. When you have your taxes and you need to get your taxes done, and I'm going to give this stuff to the accountant because it's just too much I cannot handle. So I'm going to give it over so I don't have to think about it so my accountant can handle this thing. Amen? So it's just like your burdens is just too much. It's just too messy. It's just too heavy for you to handle. So listen, let me cast this stuff up to the professional. And so when you cast that stuff up to a professional, then now your mind starts clearing up. I don't have to worry because my God has it. My professional has this thing in his hand. I don't have to worry because it's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. But this is the key thing about Patience is when you step into patience, as soon as you cast your burdens, as soon as you cast the stuff, you step into a realm of patience. And when you step into a realm of patience, a generator starts. And so once you step into patience, when you finally step into patience, a strength generator begins to start up. So you can keep moving and keep stepping on through your trial and tribulation because you know your professional habit and patience has started a generator that's renewing your strength for you to keep on moving, for you to keep on walking, for you to keep on talking. That's why you have a smile on your face. That's why you can be happy in your trial. Why? Because your strength is being cranked up. That's why you can model with wings like an eagle. That's why you can run and not be weary. That's why you should walk and not faint. Because there is strength renewing you. Renewing your patience. So now I see James. Now I understand why you're talking about patience. Now I understand why I gotta treat patience so delicately and so nice. Because patience is the key that I need to have. If I want to renew my strength, alcohol is not going to renew my strength. It's just going to give me a hangover. Drugs is not going to renew my strength. It's going to get me strung out. Another woman, 500 million women is not going to renew my strength. It's just going to make me tired and old. I need Jesus to renew my strength. I need Jesus to renew my strength. What other stuff? What other stuff in this world can renew your strength? But Jesus, caffeine can't touch that. It only lasts for a couple of hours. But Jesus, when you step into patience, He just keeps renewing your strength. Let us all stand.